Go Loud presents Murder Most Irish. Find it first on the Go Loud app and on all major podcast platforms. Oh, goes. <laughs> not just for your fanny. I don't think I used an epilator on my fanny to be completely no, clear. I used it under my armpits one I've time. Got a has one, and I was like, ah, it's I've got really a wax painful. I'm booked, and uh, a girl at work that I work with was like, just get an epilator for your legs, and I was like, now on a scale of one to ten, and she was like. Oh, oh, well, maybe improved. She said not a bother, but she said on your vagina, absolutely not. On your armpits, no. Horrific. I've been. Why do you see how little hair I've got? And it's really annoying me. Which me look? Why, why are you it's trying so to get rid of it Because I want to get rid of it for Florida. Oh, Florida. Um, but it's like so incredibly sporadic. My hair. Oh yeah, but, I see it there. Like some hair, but like none here. Like this is like eighteen days of growth. So why don't you just shave it? Because I don't want to be shaving in Florida. Oh, I get you. I get you. I get you. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but if you just it's get currently twenty nine degrees in Florida. Jesus. If, glo- if people don't believe in global warming. I know. Anyway, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Rose Irish. Irish. Colin! Yay! Is he making his tea? He's making us tea. Is he? He's making us tea. Is He's making us tea. I can smell food as well. That's just me. No, I can I smell. I had a chicken pie before I came here. Oh, did you? Yes. I was going to bring you some. If I ah, you had silly. All right. No, I had, I had a... Uh, I made a beef... I remember that beef chilli thing I made? Mm-hmm. So I had some leftover and I was trying to eat it and I was like doing that. And my brain was like, you don't want this. Because it's gone off? Like- no, it's just because my brain is like, I'm, I can't eat eggs anymore. This is my new thing. Oh, yeah. Sometimes eggs I Eggs make that. me want to yeah, throw my, up. Yeah, I do get so, like, sometimes, yeah, I get that. And sometimes. my mum made um, poached eggs the other morning and they looked delicious. And then when I tried to eat it, I was like, Ugh. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't no, no, that's totally normal. Like, I'm I like that gone off eggs. I'm gone off meat. I've been trying to, um... You do that thing with meat every now and then. But yeah, I'm going off meat completely um, like at the moment. I don't want meat at all on my diet. Like I made a burger, a, ham- a homemade burger the other day and I was literally like, I can't eat this. Here, do you know what I did have? What? And I tell you what, it was a surprise. Delicious. A surprise, a delicious item. What was it? I was hungry this morning. I hadn't eaten. The L blood sugars were all over the they place. They were down. So I said, I'm going to have to go through this drive through Starbucks. <laughs> That's 25 minutes down my way from work. Okay. So off I went. Um... Got up there, said, I'll, I'll have a grande white mocha, sir. Thank yeah. you very much. She said, do you want whip? I said, uh, are Obviously. you kidding me? Obviously. Um, and then I said, I'll have a festive sausage bap. When I tell Amazing. you, it was fucking unreal. It? It's got stewed red onions. Oh, fuck yeah. The sausages are quite like, her, like herby. herby. Yeah. And then it has like, it must be like a fucking butter, like a butter sauce like it's got butter and something else in it wow this sounds fucking beautiful and the bap is like a flowery bap that's fresh and they heat for me delicious was it delicious i couldn't actually like you were expecting it to be that nice usually when i get starbucks food i never like it's usually yeah yeah yeah. and i got to the office did you feel full yeah i felt full and i was like when can we go I ate the whole thing. Let's go get that soon. Yeah. So welcome to episode 69. 69 and she's feeling fat. And she's feeling fat. I was at dinner today and there was a teenager, well, a like Ugh. prepubescent teenager at the table. And I don't know how this came up. I don't know how the conversation came up. But it was something about numbers. Yeah. And he just went, I, li- I like uh, 69. And obviously, uh, like, everybody looked and he went, because he knew what he'd done. Oh, no. And he went... Because it sounds cool like that. Oh, and Graham, no. Graham was sitting behind him just went like a literally a bubble of laugh in his mouth. <laughs> like just air in his cheeks. And I was like, Graham, keep it together. Yeah. Oh, bless um, I was like, keep it together, Graham. Keep it together. And <laughs> eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. Uh, do you ever wish that you didn't have friends at Christmas Eve and buy shift people? Yeah. The, thing, uh, the thing that I appreciate, appreciate about some of my friends is like the likes of Kevin and Aoife, we just... Don't buy presents because we've got kids. You just buy them for the kids. But then uh, in saying that, whenever we're, we see them, they always get Graham a birthday present yeah. and then I always feel bad. This is, um, a, this is a call out to Yvonne McCormack because we have tried many times to, to do, do Chris a Kindle. Chris Kindle or B, we're only get presents for the kids. Does not do it. Comes down with a present for you. So this is a call out post to Yvonne McCormack. 
Stop it! But you know what? I do like. But we're all getting no presents at the end of this year. Me and my family don't buy each other presents. Oh really? Stopped. We don't like exchange presents ah, at all. We Although I'll get my parents something, but like, there's no presents for Michaela <laughs> <laughs> or Richie, um, and they don't give me presents. I just asked Yvonne and Becky what they wanted and Catherine and they were like this is what we want and I was like grant I, so I got Yvonne some um, makeup kit from apparently this really rich person Charlotte Tilbury nope she is Irish and she lives in the K-Club Pippa 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 she's like I think we've she's, talked about her before yeah she's got the, the great big teeth the great big teeth and uh, she's from a horsey family she's a horsey woman and her husband is Brian Ormond and he's from Clondalkin and he's got a lot of big teeth uh, and they, they both have big teeth yeah and they live in the K-Club they have big teeth babies she's Pip- Poco by Pippa remember we went into her pop-up in Liffey Valley and I was like what's that's this that's shite yes uh, here's the diary for 37 euro yeah because Pippa made it yeah and they were like here's a candle Pippa didn't make it here I have a question how do you feel about candles I like a good candle. How do you feel about very expensive candles? I there's a limit. What's the limit? Because I have this conversation. I won't pay any more today. than like twenty quid for a candle. And everybody talks Here's why. I can't eat it. Yes. A. B, I'm burning it. Well see no right, so I said today, because the girl that sits next sits beside me in the office uh, said to me, I got my mum a candle from Rituals. And I said, Oh, that's a nice present. And she said, Yeah, it was nearly Christmas present, I gave it to her and she cried. And I was like, Alright. Your mom's going through some. She's um, having, a, having a moment. And then she said, uh, I said, was it like a good price? And she said it was 45 euro. And I said, but you just set 45 euro on fire. Yeah. That she said, it's a very big one. And I said, I know, but it's 45 euro that you just set on fire. I can't. Like a dip tea candle. I would love to be able to just go in and buy a dip tea candle. Yeah. And I know I can afford to, but my brain goes, no, you're setting that on yeah. fire. And I do like because I know I remember when I used to live with Aiden, he was obsessed with Joe Malone candles and really expensive candles. Like he would pay hundred euro for a candle, and I'm like, I I can't I can't do yeah. it. I, I that Poco by Pippa Girl sells candles and oh, they really? they are nice. They're not like extortionate, but still, it's just like it's a candle. Yeah, part of my brain just won't like if it's food, I'm fine because I'm like I'm eating that and it's I'm gonna it's gonna nourish me and I'm gonna enjoy it. But with yeah. a candle, I'm like. There she is burning there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do anything about her. Like Diptyque make these candles and Cafe Royale in London, their like signature scent is a Diptyque scent. Yeah. When I tell you, it's like honestly, gorgeous, yeah. absolutely beautiful. It's that like, yeah. Yeah, you go upstairs to the very top of Mount Thomas. But it's just like, I can't, like perfume I can because I can, it's walking around and it's on it's me. It's scent. But per, like just, a candle, I don't, I don't know what it is, or and, even a diffuser. I'm like, no lads, I can't. Yeah, like, and there's some gorgeous candles that aren't that expensive. Like, Duns have gorgeous candles. At Duns the always have yeah, good candles. Really, really nice. This is the most middle aged conversation I've ever had with anyone. Yeah, this is like my conversation Do yesterday you like when candles? I said when you said about the lights was good, and I said, well, I tell you what. <laughs> They did it very well. They did it very well. It was, done, did, very it was well. done very very well. <laughs> uh, they did it very well. Um, um, have you got any old housekeeping from Sarah Jane? Uh, have I got housekeeping? Housekeeping. Yeah. Our oh, Patreon is still there. Still there. Um, uh, and I've actually had a couple of people. It's six euro a month. I've had loads of people asking me for the link because when they type it in, it doesn't work or something. So I'm like, I put it up on Instagram a while ago because I was like, people were messaging it's me going, bios. it's in our bio. And also, if you just go to Patreon and type in Murder Most Irish, it should pop up. But it's six euro a month and it's... It is a bit of a variety. It's book. a lot of different things. So there's things. an awful lot of different things. So we do like the Music Most Irish, which is where like, usually Emmett and Colin, because they are like absolute music nerds, review a band or an album or yeah. something. And I usually go, do you know what? I like Perfect <laughs> And then, um, um, we, we and then there's a Murder cases. Most International where it's like not an Irish case. And then there is the drive, which is the, the most MMI fun. drive, which is like the pretty much one of the few things I contribute to. We drive um, around talking shite. And then there's um, Colin's mailbag, which I love. Then there's uh, Craig. What's Craig's? Craig's. Uh, Craig's world. Craig's world is a Craig's, Craig's world? world. And then we have Lily's tales. And then we have Lily's tales, and then we have Flavio's existential corner. corner. But he hasn't done one in a while. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to join, he's not having an existential. He's, crisis, he's feeling he great can't at the moment. Understand anything in Scotland. And he doesn't know what's happening in Scotland. But yeah, if you want to join, there you go. Colin asked me to. No, you know what? No, it's Colin didn't ask me to do this. I'm doing this because I have to do it. Okay, there we go. If you want to join the Patreon, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. It's grand. Um. But you know, it's coming up to Christmas, and I have children to feed. She has two, uh, cats. two cats. to Where's feed. the tea, Colin? Colin. He's in there now. He's in there now. He's in there now. Uh, um, there's stuff on the Facebook page. Someone put up a fucking hilarious video. Did I show you this video? No. It's like a part. It's like it was. It's a video that was taken at the dump in Ballyferma. 
Oh no way! Do you remember the Guinness boat? Do you remember the Budweiser ads with the horses? <laughs> oh <laughs> my! Is that man on a crate? He's on a pallet and just a horse following him along. Stop, Sarah! I'll have to put it up on the Instagram. Where like. <laughs> Oh my god, this is incredible. The people who bring <laughs> the best of everything. This How is so good. We'll put that up on the uh, Monica Purse will put that up on the Facebook. Thank you, Monica. Page. That's fucking amazing. And we'll put it up on the Instagram because honestly, and I just wrote it, that's Molly Fairman! <laughs> <laughs> and then Monica was like, Sarah Jane, I know. I was that's like so waiting for the bon- she said waiting for the bonfire later. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that is amazing I just love it so much It's kind of ingenious To be honest with you Like um, And then There was Stuff put up The other day About <sighs> Oh my god There was one about Thatcher And it just made me laugh So much Here's Margaret Thatcher Throw her up and catch her Squish squash Squish squash Here's Margaret Thatcher um, Any other Irish people Did you ever play that game When you were kids Where you drew Margaret Thatcher on your hand And then squished her The old bitch So it's like One time over Christmas dinner my dad said something about how he respected Margaret Thatcher and his uncle just got up and left the house and, and flew, flew back, back to Ireland <laughs> and then someone said I mean I assume this th- that this scene took place in England but it'd be funnier if it was in North America and she just wrote we live in, in New, New York. York and then I wrote um, this is hilarious what a, leisure, what a legend and she wrote a measured response and I told the story about I said I once had an uncle that lives abroad and came home for a family fam- family funeral after about five hours of being in the house a fight began and he walked out of the house grabbed his suitcase and just started <laughs> to shout get me on a plane um, and insert the country he was from loudly on the street I said I was so amused by the whole thing I couldn't resist I said calmly and sarcastically calm down Michael O'Leary <laughs> and he was so annoyed because I knocked the angry winds out of his sails um, but I that Thatcher that they, that's hilarious they lived in New York yeah and he was just like I'm leaving he's dead fucking Fuck. right <laughs> Um, Let's talk about sticking to your guns. Trina Shale, Shale, Shale. Where's that? Trina Shale, Shale, Shale. Trina, thank you. Yeah, so she put it up, and I just thought it was hilarious. That's amazing. Um, I haven't been on the Facebook page a whole lot, but it it is always just full of. It's still going, is it? Yeah, they lads. Like they are always like it's like a little community. It's so nice. Um, we got a lovely. Um, we got a very nice, sincere email. Yeah, it's quite long, but it was a very nice email. Oh, I'll, I'll read it. You should reply. respond. I didn't respond because I was like, I'll talk to Emma about what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll reply to that. Anne, thank you so much for your email. I will read it and reply to you. Sorry. Um, I have just been uh, ignoring everything and not doing anything. That's been my. Here, this is a real question. Go. And uh, that's the end of uh, housekeeping. The um, end. The end. You know when you eat a cupcake, do you break it and make it into a cupcake sandwich? No. I do. No. I have cupcakes and work today. I do this with the top of it. No, Until I don't like that. And then I eat it. Do you? No, I need. I need the mm. like moisture of the. No, like... I have never ever broken a cupcake into and made a sandwich. Yeah, no, I do. It's Maybe a I need question. to. Maybe I need to try it and, uh, and give it a go and see how we get on. Oh, I got my Christmas cereal in. What you get? I got. Is it uh, a sugar sen- yes, sensation? Yes, I got Reese's Pieces. Not get out here. Cereal? No. Reese's Pieces. It's cereal a two American amazing. Reese's Pieces. Weetabix. That's not fiber. Christmas. <laughs> That's not a Christmas cereal. Boom fiber. Oh, that's just an everyday cereal. The sugar and dark. Reese's cereal. Eat whatever the fuck you want. So I got a Reese's Pieces. Right. I got um, I found uh like corn pops. But oh, the honey ones. Cr- oh, I've never had them. I found them in fucking. I was looking. I was on the hunt for pork scratchings again because I got my period. Corn pops, honey, honey corn pops. Yeah, fucking oh. in B and M or fucking home. Bar- that crap shack down the crap road. Shack. Yeah, yeah, venom, and I got a cinnamon graham as well. I love a cinnamon. Oh, graham. cinnamon grahams are good. Um, and that's the tree and up for Christmas. And Lily keeps going. Oh, and Lucky Charms. And Lily keeps going. Can I have Lucky Charms? Cereals? Are literal crack. Like, they're so good. They sprinkle crack in that cereal. Because like, I had a small box of them one time. And it was like I reverted back to a six-year-old eating Vegas? sugar. I was like shaking. Like yeah. there was so much sugar. Uh, do you know what I love? And nobody likes these. Go on. Remember those... Fuck. Raisin brands? They're the ones, the square ones with the... Yeah. Uh, squished up raisins inside them. But can I not get that? Do you not do them in the Weetabix ones? I haven't ones? seen them in ages. They do a wheat a bit... Uh, like, they're little Weetabix, but they've got like fruit in them. Not them, no. These are raisin brands. I'll show you. I was... Fucking obsessed. Do you with know what I was, I was obsessed with? And I, I would eat a bowl and have to shit immediately. I was obsessed with all bran. 
Oh, that's delicious. Because my grandmother got meals on wheels because she had real bad arthritis. I will hear nothing bad said about all And she used to get all bran and it used to be given to her in a metal bowl. You know the me- hospital metal bowls? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. she used to put bananas on top and then milk, cold milk. Sorry, that's fucking when delicious. When I tell you, it was the nicest fucking thing. Fucking delicious. They're not called raisin bran. What the fuck are they called? I bet you're called raisin bran in America. Oh, maybe that's why I can't find it because it looks like American cereal. But they're delicious. You've all will know them. They're square. They're like uh, wheat. A pop tart. No one Wheat. Wheat bite? No, I can't remember. But they're wheat and they've got like crushed up raisins in the middle of them. Cold milk. Is that cereal killer Ten cafe is still going on? There's a serial killer cafe in London. It's called Serial Killer, but it's cereal. As oh, in, the two Irish lads own it. Yeah, and they sell Tato hipster nonsense. Yeah, I'd still go. But I'd still go and be like, give me the coldest milk. But now here's the but other th- thing. It hurts my head. When has, I drink if it. you're in London, it has to be Cravendale. Cravendale, Cravendale. It's like full fat oh, dairy that's milk. Full fat dairy milk. Yeah. Isn't it mad that we just chugged milk back in the day? That's we were just sometimes I pour myself glass. No glass I chugged milk, but I don't. Eat, I don't drink. I was down in my mouth house. Yeah. During the weekend, and my stomach was killing me. From all the dairy. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" And I was like, "Fucking full fat milk." Mm. I was drinking it in my tea, and mm. I was like, "Oh, yeah." It's so sad because it's so delicious. It's so delicious. It's so I so drink. Delicious. I I drink nothing but. Your uh... my ma won't. If you put low fat milk near my mother, she would. I wouldn't bother me now if it was in my tea, but like you know what, I'm just chugging milk. Yeah. Just chugging it. People, I've seen like uh, TikTok videos and Vine videos and all those videos have been like, you people who chug milk are fucking disgusting. And I'm like, listen here. A fucking I was born in 1984. The milk propaganda was real. <laughs> yes, it was real. It was real. Fucking ran down they were like, throats. if you don't give this child milk, it's gonna die. die. So like, you, you had no them options. Bones, them bones yeah, need calcium. calcium. Them like, bones, we, them bones need It was calcium. literally all we had. And that's, the natural way. Like uh, my my family would eat dinner and have a glass of milk. With yes. It, and people think that's disgusting. My mum used to make parsley sauce, which is made with milk, milk, milk yeah. and dry parsley powder. Delicious. And then a ham, right? Oh, like yes. a, a fucking boiled ham, potatoes, and then a fucking glass of milk. Glass of milk. And the potatoes and had the potatoes had milk and butter yeah, in them. Of course they did, and we were happy. Like, well, we were especially right. boiled ham in the milk. We were all right. Like, I'm um, happy. I don't know it. if we were happy, but um, like, we were something. But that's why I think that's why we all have a stomach problem. Like, yeah, and we're all <laughs> fucking God, severely lactose yeah, intolerant. Yeah, we're all like we had glass of milk, milk propaganda, man. That's Me and my dad said it's called milk propaganda. Milk propaganda was real. It was real. Um, milk. They were just putting subliminal messages into our cartoons. But it's a real like all my all my uncles drink like. They drink a glass of milk with their dinner. Yeah. My mum was always like, do you want a glass of milk? Do you remember like, smooth no. and juicy? Oh, fucking delicious. Delicious. What's that about? Whatever. And it was, when it first came out, I was like, what? And then I tasted it. I'm yeah. like, this is a fucking sensation. Smooth. Yeah. And then they just got rid of it. Because it's, it's illegal. It's I would think it's got so, something in it. It so, couldn't possibly it be okay. It was so good. Like, I love the ad it was so good juicy Juicy. and the cow and the orange dancing absolutely fucking delicious Um, smooth and juicy I'm going to see if that's still around I thought this this can't be good I was wrong do you remember you took Sunny D off the market as well I did because it was fucking turning us all orange no they've smooth juicy smooth and juicy somebody talking about it on Reddit in Ireland they're like where'd it go lads orange and feckin milk (laughs) Orange and feckin' It sounds rotten But it just works so just well It so well It's the oddest thing <laughs> It's so well Snowed Apparently it's on Super Value online Oh fucking Buy it They do They have it Do they? Yeah I'm gonna get it We'll drink it next week for a carton of it A big carton or a small? Big one I'm gonna buy it And we're gonna drink it next week And we're gonna see If it's still, if it's still the same, same. Uh, I used to chug Sunny D like it was crack cocaine. Oh my god, we used well. to go. So when I like, stand, when I stand first came to Valley Farm, they used to sell Sunny D down the back, and it was yeah. like for a big thing, it was like two euro, two euro, yeah. two pound. And me and my brother used to go down and we get Sunny D and butter kissed toffee oh my popcorn. Butter kissed popcorn, so good. And um, we would go in there and we get that, and then we'd walk up the road. I mean, honestly, like I at two liters yeah. in a Sunny D, and then you, they, it's like an old milk cart. Yeah, like it had like a handle on the side. Uh, you no, know? the one, the one. Oh, was it the one like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we used to just hold the lid, <laughs> and we'd be fucking chugging it walk up the road. It used to hurt my teeth. Yeah, it was so sugary. Why was it taken off? Because the sugar e colours. Uh, it was to do with e colours. And um, that's why it was taken off the market. I was watching a thing on YouTube the other day and it was people that were do- tasting snacks. The same snack, but in different parts of the world. The two American guys were doing it. And they were oh, tasting... Oh, I do like, watch them. Who, what, are, what are their names? Uh, I don't know. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Tall men with the hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one in America and one's in, a, in the... No, Amer- no, no. They're both in America. They're both in America. Maybe it's... Maybe it's they're both... They're, they're like friends. 
they do it together. Oh, I think maybe I've seen them too. But they were drinking uh, drinks from like America, the UK and Japan. And they kept drinking the stuff from America and I was like, this is so much better. Why is this so much better? And I was like, E numbers. E numbers. They're killing you. Yeah. They're slowly killing you. There's also so Japan has like the highest level of carbonation in drinks. Yeah, they put like apparently their their coke is amazing when uh, you drink it, and it's illegal to put that level of carbonation yeah. in over here. We can't do it. Um. So apparently their carbonation is different, and then also McDonald's Coca Cola is not like anybody else's Coca Cola. I've never had Coca. So McDonald's Coca Cola has a different syrup content oh. than every other Coca Cola in the world. It's specifically it for tastes McDonald's. nicer. Yeah, it does. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It tastes like, you know, sometimes with Coke. Yeah. It's like almost like too fizzy. Yes. This has like, it's real like, it's gentle or something. Oh, it's so weird. okay. Because I was hearing It has way more syrup in it. The, they say the Sprite would like blow your head off in McDonald's. They're always like, it's in really... McDon- in Japan? No, over here they're like, if you drink yeah, the Sprite, it's the Sprite really like Yeah, the Sprite is really fizzy. Um, but yeah, the uh, Coca-Cola is different. This has been talking about drinks, error. It's just talking about food that you see when you're a kid. The best. I love a whipper. And now all the uh, the numbers are gone. Not a whipper, a snapper. A whipper snapper. What's a whipper snapper? Is it a whipper or a snapper? What was it? It's a fucking snow... uh, Snowball with chocolate that has crispy rice krispies in it. Oh my god, this sounds amazing. Have you never had one of them? No! I'm going to get you one. Please do. Do they still have them on the market? Uh, When I was in Edinburgh, I was walking past this restaurant and they had a... menu on the window and they were like they had a sn- uh, for dessert they had like a snowball surprise so it was like snowball with ice cream and, all <gasps> and I was like and we never went back and I was like next time I have to go there definitely um, I fucking love snowballs do you remember my snowball addiction for a little yeah, while yeah you went through that for a time where I was like you were like do you want a cup of tea and, I, I, and I'd be like yeah okay and then you'd be like do you have chocolate and I'm like yeah grand and, then, like, and then i just have like 12 snowballs yeah. But they're so good. I'd buy like six of them and they're so one easy night. to eat as And then well. I'd be like, why am I so overweight? And tonics And I'd cakes. say things to you like, I don't eat that bad. <laughs> you had six snowballs last night, Sarah. Tonics tea cakes are so Tonics good as well. tea cakes. I don't really oh, okay. like the biscuit bit. Anyway, that's that. That's the end of that You one. gotta do your story now. Yeah. Beep, beep, you don't know anything about no, my story. No, I'm glad. I like, I like these. Hey, Colin. Tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximum bell bag and some surprises along the way but that's not all every single week due to popular demand we will be bringing you a full length story whether it be miscellaneous most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show murder most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favourite albums but wait there's even more how about MMI Drive the fan favourite podcast show where MNC Sarah Jane drive around Dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly Ask Me Arse segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two. So what are you waiting for? Come on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month. Give my mommy six euros. This collection of stories is called Dumb Ass Crime. Yay! So, I just thought we needed a little break. We need a little break from the... From the monotony. From the madness, lads. And the, just the, the level of killing. The terribleness. And the level of murder and the level of rape. The awfulness. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some terribleness in this. Okay, well... Yeah. But these are a whole, like, ass idiots. And I've been collecting these for a while. I then have, after the, the dumb ass stories, <sighs> I have spooky ass stories. Oh, spooky and dumb. I love it. Uh, it's 12 pages long. That's Colin's nickname. 12 pages long. Spooky and dumb. Spooky and dumb. <laughs> Leave that in. Leave it in. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So I'm going to get right into it. Yay. So Aaron O'Neill had been up all night drinking and taking tablets with his friends and accomplice, Colin Hammond, when he decided he didn't want to go to work. He hates work, Hammond later, help- later helpfully explained to the Garda. O'Neill then hit up a plan. 
he would pay Hammond the pricely sum of 30 euro to call the emergency services at 6am in the morning, claiming that a bomb was located at the gigantic Intel plant in Leakslip and it would go off in 12 hours time. Did he work in the Intel? Yes. You fucking stupid motherfucker. Hammond, in rather cavalier fashion, made the call from a payphone outside his house. Genius. It said, you will not find them, the bombs. (laughs) Hammond told the emergency services from the payphone located just 50 yards from his home. Good times. This is a warning where we are everywhere now. Okay. When asked who was making the call, he said the Islamic State. Oh my God, are you joking? The hoax bomb shut down the M4 motorway, caused severe delays. I got stuck in this traffic, that's why I know the story. Caused severe delays to commuters... Disrupted air traffic control. What? Prevented around 4,000 Intel staff from going to work. It cost the US computer chip maker about 6,000 hours of production. So this happened and no one knew why it happened. Okay. And like the guards were just like, it was a hoax. Like everybody go back to work. Blah, blah, blah. And then about a month after the incident, a taxi man arrived at the Balbrig and Garda station with a passenger who wouldn't pay his fare. And when the Garda in the station station encountered the passenger, he recognised his voice of that of the hoax caller. No! Hammond said, and like immediately just said to him like, did you, did you ring in here about a bomb? And the guy was like, eh, no. And then he was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And then he was like, I did it on my friend's behalf because he hate work. He hates work. I made a phone call so he wouldn't have to go to work. The 21-year-old from Bath Road, Balbriggan, was ordered and to complete a 200 hours of community service in lieu of a two-year jail sentence. That's it. In court, his barrister asked for leniency because he was not the brains of the operation <laughs> and was gullible and open to suggestion. He's a fucking asshole. Judge Martin Nolan said Hammond had demonstrated that he was profoundly stupid <laughs> with his behavior and that on- that's the only thing he's done. So he was like, he's a he fucking no idiot other, when he's done nothing else. Every day presents a new surprise in this court. I thought I've heard a very <laughs> asinine. I thought I've heard very asinine tales, but in this case, it surprises even it surprises even this court. Judge Nolan said, "He said to put it politely, it had been a misconceived plan, but accepted that the men hadn't envisaged that the call would have the effect that it did." So there was. Did anything happen to his friend, or was he like? Yeah, just, both of them. Both so them went to Ireland. Aaron O'Neill, twenty of Chieftain's Drive, Balbriggan, explained that there had been no set plan, but it was decided that six a.m. was a good time to make the call, and that it should be made from a phone box on Hammond's Road. O'Neill, who was getting a lift to work at Intel as a subcontractor with his father that Tuesday told the guard he was sorry, but he said he didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Judge Nolan remarked that it was a very, very strange way to avoid going to work. So bizarre. O'Neill was later ordered to also carry out 200 hours of community service in lieu of a two-year prison sentence, and the pair had both pleaded guilty at Dublin Circuit Criminal Court for making a false report giving rise to apprehension for the safety of persons or property at Bat Road on January 13, 2015. Neither had any previous convictions. But that's what happens when you get gee-eyed on yokes and drink. You're like, but why don't we do you call back in, in a, a bontra? So, like, do you remember back in the day people used to do that in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you did that in the States. Oh, fuck me. You're going to, to jail. jail. That is a federal crime. Yeah, like. it's a federal crime. Like Over here, it's like, ah, they were drunk. I got stuck <laughs> in that traffic for seven hours. Fuck me. Um, the entire M4 was shut, shut down. Let's go bags. Air traffic control couldn't fly over. That's the intense like, so big. <laughs> but for that, that's insanity. Like they shut down the country basically. Yeah. Like, they like sh- Intel is so big. Intel is yeah, it's so massive. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a mash. There's like if Intel ever did blow up, Leakslip would just blow up. Crumble, yeah. Like it's yeah. insane. So next one is called car insurance fraud. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Two strangers in inverted commas uh, who staged a car crash in an attempt to pocket money from their insurance. David Ward claimed the Opal course that he was a passenger in came speeding around a bend and had not and hadn't noticed a Volkswagen Passat driven by Lindsay Ivory until it was too late. Both claimed to be suffering from neck and back pain when Garda arrived at the scene. Ward was even removed from the Corsa on a spinal board. 
Jesus. But the damage caused to either car was inconsistent with the account they had given and neither airbag had been deployed, as would be expected. While the couple were being taken to the hospital in the same ambulance, they continued pretending to be strangers. Oh my god. Having made voluntary statements to the guardian, they later submitted personal injury claims to the FBD insurance, denying both times that they knew one another. However, when a claims handler went with the company examined so claims handlers by the way don't work for um the insurance they're provider outsourced, right? they're outsourced yeah and they're like supposed to be like unbiased yeah when a claims handler with the company examined both wards and ivory's facebook accounts they discovered that the pair appeared oh. in each other's profile picture like not even like hidden away so dumb you're so <laughs> dumb <laughs> Like you, that wouldn't that be the first thing you would do? Be like take all our shit down. All of our social media. Up. The final blow to this not quite Machiavellian rules came when the guard contacted by the insurance company arrived at Ivory's home to arrest her for questioning, only for Ward to answer the door. Shocker! Ward and Ivory had been married since the incident. Are you fucking kidding me? Ward 30 and Ivory 27 of the Beaches Clonshaw, Priorswood, Dublin, pleaded guilty at the Dublin Circuit Criminal Court to attempting to dishonestly by deception cause a loss to FBD insurance on dates between July 22nd, 2013 and January 1st, 2014. Ivory accepted she had lied in her Garda statement but claimed she didn't think she needed to tell FBD that she knew the <laughs> occupant of the <laughs> other vehicle. She admitted that it had been a staged accident, but denied organising it. Stating she had just gone along with it, she said she was very sorry. Ward also accepted that he had lied in order to make a personal injury claim. He was offered the opportunity. He needed the money and he didn't think it was the worst thing in the world to do. He told Garda he was sorry and said it had been his intention to spend his money on his children's mounting bills and to help pay for his up-and-coming wedding to Ivory. His children's mounting bills? Yeah. What did they do? I have no idea. Scumbags. Um, Judge Martin Nolan sent Ward to prison for a year. Oh, noting wow. his previous convictions, but spurred J- Ivory from jail, pragmatically pragmatically noting that somebody has to mind the children. Jesus fucking Christ. But these lads that are doing a full-blown bomb threat. <laughs> yeah, they only get... And shut down the yeah. entire country. are like... Just use their grant. Yeah, two go, and pick up, go and pick up some rubbish off the side. The judge said there must be some deterrence for this type of crime. If the couple's claim had been successful, they could have been awarded up to €15,000 each. Uh, like, isn't there other ways of making money? Yeah, get a job. Get a job. There you go. Get a job. You're t- if you're, you're clearly can be a two household income. Or yeah, like household. it's so insane. People are, f- and the fact that they clicked on their Facebook and were like, they're there. Yeah, get, they're married to each other now. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so. <laughs> now next story uh, perhaps the award for Ireland's dumbest crime should go to Gary Byrne this is a good one Gary Byrne who a, sentin- a sentencing judge remarked ranks amongst the all time stupidest criminals to come before the courts <laughs> I love the way the judges don't hold back <laughs> they're just like you're fucking dick <laughs> you take fuck you take cunt so Burns' attempted raid on a gold bullion store was uh, scuppered in bizarre circumstances when he somehow locked his accomplices inside the premises oh, alongside Christ. the staff they had bound and gagged and walked oh, off with the God. keys to the safe. Byrne and his fellow raiders from Ian Jordan and Aidan Murphy had targeted a gold storage business on Bolton Street in the heart of Dublin on August 10th, 2010. Do you remember this? A gold storage business? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Dressed as builders... Oh, I do remember this. And replete with high visibility vests and hard hats. The men forced staff inside and imi- with imitation gunpoint when the workers began opening the store shutters. Once inside, the men demanded the keys and tied up the staff. However, when Jordan and Murphy went to put duct tape over the mouths of the staff, they realised that Byrne had vanished. He had walked off with the keys to the safe. He locked the shutters behind him. And then the Dublin Fire Brigade attended the scene and cut a hole in the shutter in order to free those inside. Jordan and Murphy immediately emerged with their hands up and were immediately arrested. This is so odd. Judge Donna McDonough described it as one of the most farcical cases in recent criminal history in Dublin. Just for a second. 
If your surname is McDonough. <laughs> I know, you don't have McDonough. You call your child McDonough. <laughs> it's like Just so ridiculous. Setting, setting him up like, for And birth, it's like, like, spelt the exact same way. Yeah, would you do that? Donna. And he's a judge. It's like, you're just setting him up to get the shit kicked out of him. Just like... Anyway, sorry, go on for um, In recent criminal history in Dublin and said Byrne ranks amongst the all-time stupidest criminals to come before the court. <laughs> the judge gave Byrne the benefit of his stupidity when he suspended the final two years of his seven-year sentence. For some unknown reason, the judge said Byrne left the premises and locked the shutters behind him. He was to be the getaway driver and according to Garda, Byrne left Bolton Street in the van the gang had arrived in earlier. He then abandoned the van, his hard hat, his high visibility jacket and his purple gloves in a bush. His fingerprints were later found on the hat, which he was recorded buying by CCTV footage (laughs) on the morning of the robbery. Like, they don't even try like. no he didn't try but like the thing is I like, couldn't oh figure God. out why he did it so it's almost as if like in the middle panicked. yeah I think of in the middle of it he, he just was like, I was like I don't oh, want to do this oh, yeah, and just locked it and, and like, I think he just was like well I'll just lock everything and yeah. just leave he clearly panicked I don't, but I don't think he meant I don't even think he thought about like what he was doing I no. think he was just like I need to get out of here the fear kicked in and he just sca- scarpered like like isn't that so odd fuck's sake and those poor lads locked inside could you imagine yeah, they, I'd say they were like are you they're fucking you fucking hell break um so that was probably the dumbest one. This next one's kind of sad. Oh no. Jamie Gordon, 26, suffered severe burns to his hand and feet while trying to steal copper wiring and lead flashing from an ESB substation, oh, leaving no. 4,000 houses in Dublin without power in the process. Gordon, who was a drug addict, also suffered several internal injuries during the attempted theft, and in his own words, his left foot just blew up. Fuck. He caused just about over 10,000 euro worth of damage to the power station in Inchicore and left thousands of houses reaching for the circuit breakers. Was he just pulling it out? Gordon had gone to the substation with a hacksaw and pliers and planned to steal the copper wiring and flashing so he could sell it on. During his exertions, he touched off a live part of the system and he was electrocuted. He suffered an entry room to the palm of his hands. And more severe exit wounds to his feet. So oh, obviously it has to flow through you. Like our Lord. Like our Lord. <laughs> like Jim's joke. Jesus trying to catch a all <laughs> <laughs> so One foot was left with 70% third degree burns. Fuck. And Gordon said his left foot just blew up. He still suffers problems with his feet. When Garden Niall Kenny arrived at the scene, he found Gordon lying unconscious alongside a black rucksack with pliers and a hammer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, don't be too loud. I'm Garda Kenny told the prosecuting counsel that on the night the ASB staff were very fearful that Gordon's condition would deteriorate because of the internal injuries caused by the surge of electricity going through his body. Gordon thanked the Garda personally for his help on the night and apologised to the ESB for the trouble he caused. Gordon has 21 previous convictions. He received a suspended three-year jail sentence at the Dublin Circuit Court in 2010 for this attempted burglary. And he also has convictions for driving offences from the Sligo District Court. Oh, no. Counsel for Gordon said he had a deep-rooted drug addiction problem and his crimes were motivated to... by a need to fund his problem. He said his addiction had caused him to carry out what was a life-threatening and stupid act. Gordon of Haven House Hostels, who's homeless. Oh, no. Dublin pleaded guilty at the Dublin Circuit Court to trespassing with intent to commit an offence in the vicinity of a building at an ESB substation on the Nightlock Road, Clondalkin, on November 3rd, 2013. Sentencing Judge Mary Ellen Ring told Gordon he should consider the fact that he could have died... And what would have been an insignificant amount of copper and leading. So like he would have just been dead for nothing. Yeah. She suspended his three year jail sentence on the condition that Gordon keep the peace for five years. Judge Ring noted his guilty plea, his gratitude to the Garda and his remorse. The court heard that Gordon was born in Sligo and his family moved to Dublin when he was a child. But he lived back in the county in later years. And that's the end of that story. I hope he got some help. I, I when I look I couldn't find anything about him afterwards, but I, I really, think he, really I think that's he did beyond desperation. Yeah, like. isn't it? That's but like I have. I could don't you imagine just being do. like you fucking whole I'm ass going idiot. to r- rip copper wiring from a fucking substation? Mm, that's really common. 
Yeah, yeah, stealing copper wire and stuff mm. like that. Sorry, but oh, I, I do, I do hope he got the help he needed though. In 2011, a van belonging to the delivery firm DX Ireland, which was carrying bags of legal documents, including papers that had emanated from the beloved state, uh, Bemet, uh, Nama. Do you remember Nama? Nama! If anybody doesn't know what Nama is... Nama was a big fucking... Not Nambla. Nama. No. (laughs) Nama was when Ireland went into full recession and the banks collapsed, the Irish government took property that yeah. developers and people couldn't pay for uh, people who had notions yes a lot of notions going on around that time and the though. Irish government then sold it all off at a very low cost yeah and one of my apartments that I lived in on Quirk Street that guy had like 10 or 11 apartments in the block and Nama took them over because he got a letter about it yeah and, and he didn't have to pay any rent for like 6 months what yeah that's how I bought that for my MacBook because I just saved my rent and my MacBook that's insane yeah um, so anyway the government literally just gave all of their friends money back um, God bless the even though they weren't paying their bills so f- five days later DX received a phone call from a man calling himself Frank Frank told the staff that the people responsible for sealing the documents would burn them if the firm didn't hand over the money he said that the thieves wanted a total of 100,000 euro Jeez. which worked out at 1,000 euro for each bag and for the safe return of all the materials Frank would pick up the phone a number of times, including placing a call to the firm's managing director, demanding clash for the stolen documents. And in a PG-13 salute to the big Glebowski, three of the stolen bags, stolen documents of bags, were posted back to DX when Frank was asked for proof that he had had them. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Couldn't send a picture, no? So he was like, yeah, I do have them. I'm going to send you three bags back. So now you only have to give me 70 grand. In the phone calls which were recorded, Frank tried to haggle and demand amounts between 100,000 and 50,000. The guardian used the recorded phones to call, recorded phone calls to eventually trace the culprit and arrest him weeks later. Frank, in fact, turned out to be a Dublin playwright called James Gantley, who was 62, who, according to his lawyers, had penned some positively notorious plays in the 1990s, including an industrial school drama. Wait, see what this, wait, hear what this is called. Oh. An industrial school drama called Abused Together. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Gantley, who was reportedly once went by the nickname The Whale, was a convicted armed robber who was jailed oh. four and a half years in 1987. However, the Dublin native had not been on the Garda's radar since 1993 and had carved out a career writing for the stage. I don't think he did have a career <laughs> writing for the stage. Like, I really what don't. What stage? Like, where was like, the stage? Like- the Dublin Criminal Circuit Court heard that Gantley... Um, was asked to join the extortion racket because he was he this is why he was asked to join oh. because he was good at voice characterizations and had experience Stop. in theatre so they were like put on a voice there now so they were like I hear Gantley you used to rob banks but also this. you're great at putting on a voice could you imagine if it was me hello <laughs> <laughs> hello this is Frank <laughs> hello my name's Frank <laughs> I've got I have all the papers I've all the documents <laughs> I've read them all What? I'll post you some back. wait I have every single document now I have I'll send you three I'll send you three. Gar- uh, Gantley told the Garda that he had hoped to make a few bob from the operation, Jesus but he Christ. came away with nothing. After Gantley pleaded guilty to demanding money with menaces from DX staff, yeah. Judge Martin Nolan imposed a five-year sentence, suspending it in full. So he didn't get... None of these people are going, <laughs> one person went to jail and it was an insurance scam. It's so insane. Judge Nolan said that this was a close run thing, but it would be unjust to impose an immediate custodial sentence. It absolutely would not. Gantley, who the court heard, suffered from ill health and was the sole carer for his wife, wife described his offending behaviour as stupid. The stolen mail was recovered in Dublin City in February 2012 during a completely separate investigation. That's mad, dude. That's the end of my stupid crimes. List. I loved it. Stupid crimes are the best. Stupid crimes. Stupid we love crimes. stupid crimes. They're hard to find. Will we I do my them. spooky crimes yes, now? Yes, spooky, spooky, spooky crimes. They're not really that spooky, spooky but I just crimes. thought they were interesting. And this one I'd never heard of. Do you want tea? A few moments later. When Patrick O'Brien from Limerick City was 15 years old, 
His mother, a poor widow, resigned to the streets and poor Patrick was destined for a life in the workhouse. Oh, no. Determined to change his, his lot in life, on the 25th of November, 1835, the young lad signed up as a cabin boy aboard the Francis Spate, a lumber ship that also took passengers and was based at Limerick Docks. Ooh. The same day, the ship set sail for New Brunswick and under the command of Captain Thomas Gorman, immediately on docking the crew loaded their cargo and began their return to Limerick so essentially they got there and then immediately they were like right we're off back to Limerick the weather was freezing and icy and on the 3rd of December a massive winter storm hit the Francis fate three of the crew were immediately washed overboard along with all of the food provisions oh shit the ship itself was upended before settling however not before all of the drinking water on the ship was contaminated Whilst the lumber in the hold was keeping the space afloat, the crew were stranded without food and drink. Thomas Gorman called all his shipmates together and announced that in order to survive, lots would be drawn and the loser would be killed and eaten by the remaining crew. What? This is a true story. Holy fuck. Patrick O'Brien drew the short straw. Dude. However, it is believed that the lottery was rigged and as he was the only crew member without a family to support, the boy bravely put his put forth his wrists. And however, the weather prevented a decent flow of blood. So he put his wrists out and they were to slice Slices them. Wrist. And it was so cold that his blood but just wouldn't something. flow. So the cook grabbed him and slit Patrick's throat. Oh my God. Three other crew members were put to death in the same way as they had become deranged and deemed unsafe to leave alive. So this took place on the, so the, the, the 3rd of December is when the weather storm hit. On the 23rd of December, 1835, a rescue vessel boarded the Francis Spate to find Captain Gorman eating the brains and liver of the deceased cabin boy. On returning to Limerick, Captain Gorman and the remaining crew were put on trial for the murder, but they were acquitted due to the circumstances. And with the support of the ship's owner, they donated just £10 in total to the families of the victims. What the fuck? This is insane! Isn't that like an insane story? I know it was 1835. Dude, they ate people! They ate, like, they ate three people. They ate four people. They killed and murdered four people four people and they survived off their bodies and it like the decision was made straight away it wasn't like they didn't like well maybe we should figure out something else <laughs> but they, they didn't go like oh we'll wait for like a day and see if go, someone will come rescue just go and get some fish like literally they were like we've no drinking water and all the supplies fall over so you're all you're dead we're eating you that is insane I've never heard that before like and he offered his wrists up like he apparently was oh, like oh honey no like okay well that makes sense I've no one to support and you all have families imagine dying but not only dying going these people are going to eat me mm. they're going to eat my like, body like this is the only way we can survive if we eat him you should not got some fish could you not have learned how to fish got some fish man you were in the sea like will I fish or eat brains just fish like eat some raw fish you can eat raw fish isn't that insane isn't that an insane story? I'd never heard of that until no, I went that's digging. Nuts. These are all stories. The reason, by the way, people are really like, why do you have all these mad, odd stories? Is because when I'm looking for stories, Irish stuff is so hard to find yeah, any is. form of like, like detail about. Yeah. So quite often I go down a rabbit hole and it's like a, it's like one page long. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's not long enough. <laughs> like, Bridget Boland Cleary. Woman. In 1895, Ireland witnessed the most chilling and compelling of murder trials to ever take place in the Emerald Isle, to the extent where it made the Britain, Irish and Canada newspapers. Ooh! Those charged with the murder cited the fairies in their defence. I've heard this. So Bridget Boland Cleary was the first... I've, like, Bridget Boland Cleary was like a really cool lady for her time. Yeah, that's in she one was of like, X-Files books I have here. She's super independent. She was like uncharacteristic of like women of her time. Like, was like literally like the leader of her household. She was literate. She was a super successful businesswoman. Yes, Bridget. Uh, she was wed to a man for nine years her senior. And they resided with her father in a cottage in Tipperary. Cute. Following an illness, the young wife had been forced to take herbal concoctions. 
However, as her condition remained un- unimproved, the doctor was sent for, but was unable to intend unable to attend for a few days and in the meantime rumours began to circulate that Bridger, Bridget Cleary was gone and that a fairy changeling had left in her stead so they pretty much were like she's possessed by a fairy she's possessed by a fairy and fairies apparently are evil apparently where I'm from like there people are genu- well when I was younger people were genuinely afraid of fairies yeah and like fairy forts fairy forts and so you don't step in a fairy fort Cause what's you- a fairy fort look like? so it's like it's basically flowers around a tree <laughs> or mushrooms around a tree circled around a tree so when we were told if you stood on a fairy fort they put pins in your bed at night as like uh, retaliation but you can't do anything about it you don't know it's a fairy fort I was genuinely terrified of fairy forts like genuinely terrified of them ah the country do you remember that man who like uh, like old school photoshopped all the fairies yeah 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 and people, people were like he them. found fairies he thought the two girls were like friends with fairies that was so that was infamous that story fucking idiots yeah, I said it. She said it. <laughs> she said it. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> On examination, the doctor said that Bridget had a complaint and she possibly had TD or bronchitis. But in general, <laughs> her life was not to believe to be not believed Someone to be had at tuberculosis. Risk. Yeah. So like the doctor was like, listen, she's cool. She's got TB. Or, or a fairy. I can't really t- uh, no, take it no, over. no, he was like, she's got TB. Or bronchitis. Or bronchitis. Now, both of them are, are very different things. And both of them are treatable and people were like, no, it's fairy. Yeah. But the priest was called to deliver the last rites regardless. Jesus. So the doctor like hoofed out at her. Yeah. Said she's grand, she'll survive. Not a bother on her. And then her husband was like, no, Bridget is dead because there's a fairy inside of her. And he said, convinced Bridget was not dying and stated that there was no need for him to return. So the doctor was like, Bridget's not dying. She's not dying. Don't get the last right. She's fine. I won't be back. What the fuck? At this stage, both Michael Cleary and Bridget's father, Patrick, were openly denouncing the poor woman as a changeling, as she remained sickly. The folklore the folklore cures, just like your mum brought you to the lady in the caravan. I got... She was not in a caravan. She was in a beautiful house. Was she? With flowers all yeah, around. Yeah, because she was fucking ripping you off. She said... She didn't charge us anything. She said, bring me a little gift. And we brought her some chocolates. Yeah, your man gave her money. My man did not give her money. That woman was a saint. <laughs> My feet were freed of the shackles of Veruca. <laughs> and I could walk. In nearly a week. After nearly four years of A pain. miracle bestowed upon the family. <laughs> My mother said, she walks. <laughs> like stumbling through the house. <laughs> I love the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so at this stage both Michael Neary and Bridget's father Patrick were openly denouncing the poor woman as a, as a changeling as she remained sickly the folklore cures being administered were being becoming more frequent and more brutal more family and neighbours were now involved and Bridget was subject to being force fed she was being force fed urine. She was being, Dude. like, urine was being thrown upon her, as well as her being verbally, verbally and physically abused. So they thought that they would, like, coax this changeling out of her. They're piss at her. Yeah. What the fuck? I know it's not fun. Ireland is a joke. We've always been a joke. <laughs> what the fuck? The doctor's like, she's like, get out your piece. <laughs> Standing over. <laughs> like, the doctor was she's grand yeah the doctor was like she's just got TB which is also very serious also like you know the whole Salem witch trials thing this yeah, idea yeah, yeah, that no, this around this age. as opposed to a woman being sick she you know, there's a sick. demon inside her there's yeah. something inside her like did you hear about that death metal singer that pissed on this pissed on us what the fuck was that like, that was on my for you page on Instagram <laughs> and I was scrolling and I was like what is that she was full blown pissing on that man yeah why do you know what I don't understand about the whole thing what they're like furry in the uproar. But why was she pissing on him? And like he seemed to love it. Oh, he was having a great time. But like she had to come out and publicly apologise. And I was like, but what did you do? Wrong. That, that's the wrong. Like, that's they're at a metal gig. Maybe she, she, maybe she should have said to people though, listen, if you're not into this, look away. Just turn around. I'm sure it was a conversation. I'm going to piss on this man. I'm going to piss on this He was just having but a But maybe he, she thought he had a, a fairy in him. Get out! <laughs> Be gone! <laughs> I love the way they immediately went to piss. <laughs> like, like, throw the piss! Don't. And they were like coaxing, coaxing the husband what on. The Michael, just try to piss. <laughs> I'm nervous. I can't piss. <laughs> oh, 
it's get... more water. It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. Oh, this, poor woman. this is shocking. No, Jesus Christ. R.I.P. R.I.P. It's a very long what? time ago. A very long time ago. She's been remembered. Oh my God. So. Jesus. As well as being verbally and physically abused, on the 14th of March, she was finally carried by all present in the house to the fireplace, whereupon it was demanded she recite her name three times to prove she was not a changeling whilst she was being held over the fire. Sarah. So they were like, say, call your name whilst they were setting her on fire. On the 16th of March, Bridget Cleary was reported missing. So they were like, don't know where she's gone. Dude, this is insane. It's so insane. Michael Cleary stated his wife had been taken by the fairies and they were seen to be holding a vigil for her safe return. Following an intervention from the local priest, after five days, Bridget Cleary's corpse was found. She had been buried in a shallow grave and she was charred and burned. Oh, God. Locals held silent until the arrests were made and the trial began. Nine people in total, with Michael Cleary being the main accused, were charged with her murder and her wounding. Okay, well, at least that's something. The evidence was brought out at trial was horrific, particularly the post-mortem findings. They included exposed bones, strangulation marks and burning. Cleary's defence, she was too fine to be his wife and on this basis he deduced that she was a changeling and she should be slain. The whole thing is bananas. So he thought she was out of his league so he was like I'm gonna... Yeah but then also thought that because she wasn't getting any better when they were giving her like the local cure. Five people were convicted. Right. Four were convicted for wounding with Michael Cleary of manslaughter. Like not murder, manslaughter. Bridget Cleary, so he was convicted for manslaughter of his wife, Bridget Cleary, for which he served 15 years in prison. Per Bridget will forever be remembered as the victim of Ireland's most bizarre and controversial murder trial. That is... Isn't that fucking insane, Sarah Jane? Like, isn't that an insane story? How do you just... How do you justify that? Like, how do you say... Graham's going to kill me for being too pretty. I can feel it. She's on my She's on my league. I'm going to piss on her. I'm going to piss on her. Well, actually, I'm just going to throw the piss on her. Just throw the piss on her. I have to piss in a jar and throw it at her. This is nuts. That poor woman. Yeah. Like, Like she was tortured. That's torture. But also, she was like, she had, she was sick. So, like, she couldn't get away from these people. She had, like, bronchitis. It's horrific. TB. Yeah. (laughs) You're so weak. You're so unwell. My grandmother had tuberculosis and she was in hospital for five years. Fabio had TB. Three years. What? When he was a kid, he had a strain of the TB virus. So he was on, uh, there's certain foods he won't eat now. And a lot of them are fruits and stuff like that. Because when he was a kid, his mother used to make him, he had to like eat loads of fruit and stuff. It's something to do with tuberculosis. Do you know why? Do you uh, know why he got it? He's not vaccinated. Probably, I just know. From Brazil. Brazil. But uh, he said that um, when he was growing up, like he was so sick. He was so unwell. Like he was nearly, nearly died and everything from it. That's terrifying. But like it's it's a debilitating thing. Yeah, my nanny was in hospital for like three, four years. Like that poor And TB was like, it's like the pandemic mm. like you could like it you was you know how they saw that a vaccine a fucking vaccine I got my beast actually I'm not vaccinated this dirty bitch yeah get out of my house fucking anti and then I came back here and my mum was like is she vaccinated for school and my mum yeah. was like mm-hmm birth cert you say I had no birth cert until I went for my passport when I was 16 years old are you serious how did you get it then you just had to I had to fucking Becky had to like contact the hospital I had to contact the in embassy London. in the UK and Becky then they had to and then I had to pay like £20 yeah. and then I had to pay £40 for it to be apostolised yeah to be like this is a real document this is a real document yeah apparently they're going to start giving putting our birth certs on cards now they're going to change it to like a card ID as opposed to oh like the a cert a piece of paper yeah the cert is super flimsy it is stupid um, is, are there more? Yeah, one more. Yay. This one's a, this one I always, when I was a kid, I used to tell Richie the story all the time because we used to go here all the time walking. Not by ourselves. Well, kind of. Mum and dad go to pub and we'd go walking. Away you go. So we used to go to Glendalough all the time oh, as Glendalough kids. Glendalough is beautiful, yeah. And Glendalough has loads of stories. Yeah. But the most for- famous story is this one. So, uh, uh, there you go, that's just for you. <laughs> um, St. Kevin of Glendalough is known for the founding of the Wicklow, of Mon- Wicklow Monastery and his love of it. So do you know about St. Kevin? Not really, no. So the mon- the monk that like started the monastery in Glendalough, what- he was actually just a recluse. Okay. Like, he's a fucking weird dude. Rec- or, you know, sometimes I look at recluses and I'm like, is there 
dead right. Yeah, and he was like really like what people knew him for was like he was super friendly to the animals. Oh no. Mm. Okay. <laughs> However, his rise to sainthood was not without incident. Born in the final years of the 15th century, the young boy may have been deemed holy at birth. So he like he was like deemed as like a very special child. Where did they get this shit from? However, his be- behavior was anything but Christian. Oh no. Kevin was a fell-tempered and difficult child who hated people and preferred the company of animals. But many people could blame him. But he was definitely fucking them. Kevin was sent to the monastery. Listen, he's dead a long time. We're okay. There's no no libel here. Kevin was sent to the monastery at the age of just seven. But I think... They wanted him out with that guy. Yeah, I think his mom was like, get Get this this little little shit shit out. And upon being ordained, ordained, he pledged a life of abstinence. And began to live in a small cave as a hermit. He was forced back into the community due to his miracles. What were his miracles? Who the fuck knows? The young man was blessed with good looks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like Graham was this guy back in the day. Live in the cave. Like I think I think honestly, if Graham had been born at the end of the 15th century, I'm like uh, there's either something inside him or we need to. Off we go cave. up to the cave now. Into the cave. So anyway, Kevin was sent to the monastery. Blah blah. The young man was blessed with good looks and brought the attention to himself and a local woman. So oh. Kathleen set her sights on oh, seducing... Oh, Kathleen! Now, the next uh, sentence I'm going to say, I didn't write this, but oh. seducing the poor monk. Uh, sorry? sorry? Like, uh, why? I think why? you'll find he was having sex with sheep, so maybe yeah. she was the poor Kathleen. Now, it's said that Kathleen used to dress provocatively Ooh, in red. She had her ankle out. And followed the cell. She used to show she him one ankle. her toe. Just like, Hello? <laughs> Hello, Kevin. Hello, monk Kevin. She's just opened the cave. Hello! <laughs> Shoving her, put her ankle down. Hello, Kevin. Hello? <laughs> Kevin, are you in there? Kevin, why do you never talk to me? <laughs> Leave that sheep alone. <laughs> we can't use any of this. We can use it all. She used to dress provocatively in red and followed his celibate Kevin until one day she followed him into the woods. Now, this is a story I heard as a kid. Okay. And she pushed him too far. Um, desperate not to fall to temptation. This is also the story that I was told. Kevin threw himself into a bed of nettles and in a temper tore some off and beat Kathleen. And she he beat her towards the edge of the lake. Whereupon he then forced her into the water and drowned her. Fuck! So in Glen the Lock, there's three lakes and the middle lake is where this apparently happened. What the fuck? The tale of Kathleen's murder has been reported for centuries and both poets and musicians alike have immortalised the tale. Long after the death of St. Kevin, so and he was, is a canonised? Canonised, yeah. Uh, of St. Kevin, the failed seductress... Kathleen still apparently haunts the ruins of Glendalough Monastery. So the wow. story is that like the red woman of the lake. That's ah. like when I was a kid, that was like the horror story or the ghost story we were told. And he murdered someone and was still made a saint. And he was, he murdered her. And like he absolutely did murder her. Like so all of the other shit of him like being really good to animals <coughs> and whatever. Whatever. Like he was a fucking recluse that lived in a cave. And, and then he murdered sent a, away and then drowned a woman. by his mother at seven to be like, get the fucking And tra-. let's be honest, probably mm. raped her and then realised she was going to go tell someone and, and drowned her in the fucking and lake. And also said that she she had just been up there constantly trying to get her get to over, ride him. Get over yourself, Kevin. Um, and then he, let, he then he drowned her. Get over yourself, Kevin. That's the end Sarah, of my story. Good job. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Genuinely, that thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Like, That's what we need before I do more death. Um, what are you doing? No idea, but we'll figure it out. I think I'm going to do that one I told you about the other day, the international one. Ooh. Mm, I think I'm going to do that. But um, thank you, Sarah. That was really, really good, actually. Really, oh, thank really you very much it. for listening. I think to Colin's me. going to really enjoy listening to that as well now. Because there's not enough like. Yeah, I think he's really going to like listening to that. Um, um, but happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. It's nearly Christmas. Oh my God, what day is it today? We are recording this on the 6th of December. Uh, and I cannot wait to get paid this month because I am spending all the money on myself. Because all my last two paychecks have gone in people's presents. So, everything. Buying myself a gift. What are you buying yourself? I think I'm going to buy myself a Lurika Matoshi coat. I think. But I don't know. Because it's very expensive. How I'm much is it. expensive? 600 euro. And every time I look at it, I'm like, stop. Just log off. Just get off the internet. I'll give you money towards that for your Christmas present. I will not. Present. will fucking I haven't gotten anything. It's fine. Um, I got you two things. One of them... I'm a bit unsure about. The other one, I'm like, I think you'll like that. Did Graham pick out the one that you're unsure about? No, I picked out the one I'm unsure about. 
but it's something that I know you will like, but also at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I do this with every year of Christmas okay. presents. I'm like, you know, I have another tooth that broke. Sarah. I know. My mom is like, which where? Oh, back. Oh, dude. I do. My mum was like, there's something, like, there's some calcium deficiency. Something's wrong. That they're not picking up. Craig, uh, one of Craig's teeth broke as well and he went to the dentist and apparently they found loads of other stuff that they have to fix now. Oh, really? That's the thing about the dentist. <laughs> I know, you go and they're like... You go and they're like, ah, oh, 2,000 euro, please. Are you in pain? Is, no. is that one hurt? Okay, okay. I love this skirt. Anyhow, happy Christmas, everybody. Uh, thank you, everybody. We will see you next, next time. Week. Next week. Listen to Patreon. <laughs> right, right. Just fucking do it. Six euro. Like, give us your Hello, Emma. Hello. Welcome to another therapy session. My name is Doctor Schwinkernadel. Let me bring up your file here. Mm-hmm. You appear to not like men very much. Is this correct? Fucking men. Do you think these are rational thoughts, Miss McCormack? I don't know, dude. I see, I see. Well, you're in luck because I have an exercise that can help you out. Okay. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> Now tell me everything you hate about men. Things I hate about men. Things I hate about men. Let me see. Um, I never had time for Billy. And I think Dick is a fool. So please take this as a warning. Emma's gonna get you. Emma's gonna get you. A bastard, that langer John is a two dirty bastard. If I had my way, there would be a reckoning. Emma's gonna get you. Emma's gonna get you. She hates the men, she hates the boys. She shakes her fists when they make noise. She keeps the scissors in her bag. Don't get her mad, cause she'll say, Emma, my, Emma, my, dirty old man, you deserve this. MMI, MMI, dirty old man, you deserve this. MMI, MMI, MMI. Listen, Sarah Jane, I've come up with a plan. We could castrate a man.